the commissioner of Major League Baseball says he wants to see the Brewers stay in Milwaukee, but Wisconsin politicians are at odds over whether public funds should go to the Brewers' American family field. It's Friday, May 26th. This is Wisconsin Today. Good morning, I'm Alex Crow. Coming up, Sean Johnson reports on the latest push to allow nurse practitioners more autonomy in Wisconsin. And state officials are warning picnickers on this holiday weekend to watch out for bears. Stay with us. Thank you to the donors who make Wisconsin Public Radio possible. There are more than 50,000 of you. Your generosity delivers essential news, thought-provoking conversations, and inspiring music to listeners all over Wisconsin and beyond. Your support makes a difference in people's lives every day. Thank you. Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred says he hopes a deal to keep the Milwaukee Brewers in the city will happen. Team executives say stadium improvements are needed at American Family Field. Governor Tony Evers proposed spending $290 million for those improvements, but Republican state lawmakers shot down that deal. Following a tour of the stadium yesterday, Manfred said he believes a solution will be reached. I'm more focused on uh, resolving this immediate issue in a timely way so that the ballpark is well maintained for the benefit of the fans and and moving on to a long-term extension to make sure that the Brewers stay. The team's lease of American Family Field expires at the end of the 2030 season. Those pushing for funding have said that without public or state funding, the Brewers could leave when the lease ends. Some nurses are making another push at the state capitol for a measure that would give them more autonomy to prescribe drugs and treat patients. As Sean Johnson reports, doctors are again fighting the plan. There are about 8,000 advanced practice registered nurses in Wisconsin, according to the Wisconsin Nurses Association. These are nurses with advanced degrees and typically more experienced who provide many of the same services as physicians. Tina Bettine has been a nurse practitioner for 35 years, including 30 in rural Wisconsin. She says the trouble with current law is that for advanced practice nurses to do their job, they require an oversight agreement with a physician. In essence, a permission slip to provide care. This outdated requirement needlessly bottlenecks our state workforce and creates barriers to getting care to more places. Doctors groups oppose the plan. The state's medical society says it's open to the bill with some changes, like requiring four years of experience instead of two. Sean Johnson, Wisconsin Public Radio. New data shows Wisconsin taxpayers spend more than twice as much on each full-time tech college student than on those attending state universities. The numbers come from the State Higher Education Executive Officers Association. Their report shows the state spends around $14,000 for each full-time tech college student and just more than $6,000 on those attending a University of Wisconsin system school. Policy analyst Kelsey Kunkel says the difference is stark. That is actually that key factor in how Wisconsin wound up being the only state in which total education revenue per FTE wound up being higher than the four-year institution. 
The UW system announced yesterday that 10 out of 13 universities are running projected budget deficits. UW-Milwaukee had the largest shortfall of around $19 million. Republicans in the legislature's budget committee voted yesterday to set aside $4 million to attract workers to Wisconsin. As Anya Van Wagtendonk reports, at least half of that is targeted at attracting veterans. Under the proposal, the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation would put at least $2 million toward convincing military veterans to pick Wisconsin as their first home post-discharge. Republican Senator Joan Balweg said that's a key way to build out the state's declining workforce. It is a real benefit to our state to have this uh, vibrant group of folks that are able, willing, and, and uh, ready to work. The funding is less than half the $10 million proposed to attract workers in Governor Tony Evers' budget. Wisconsin's workforce is aging. Experts say that young people are not moving to the state in large enough numbers to replace retirees. Democrats on the budget committee argued that expanding affordable child care is the surest way to attract young families to the state. Anya Van Wagtendonk, Wisconsin Public Radio. As people pull out their grills this holiday weekend, state wildlife managers urge them to avoid run-ins with any real-life yogi bear trying to steal food from campers' picnic baskets. Black bears are more common in northern Wisconsin, but they have been spotted in southern areas of the state as their population numbers have expanded. Since 1989, their numbers have almost tripled to around 25,000 bears. Brad Cooley with the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources says people should not approach a bear if they see one. Make loud noises, you know, so you're not startling that bear and try to back away slowly to a safe location. The DNR advises people to keep their campsites clean, store food in a bear-proof cooler, take down bird feeders, and wait to put garbage out until the day it's collected. Last year, the agency received 872 bear complaints, up about 9% from 2021. Coming up, family members of an airman from Wisconsin who died in Afghanistan share their memories of him. Stay with us. If you've never given before, but you look forward to listening to WPR every day, that's a sign it's time to donate. It means that WPR is important to you, and you are important to us. We're listener-supported radio, which means we count on money from people like you to make the programs possible. Make your first-ever contribution today at WPR.org. Thank you. And finally, it's time for Wisconsin Life. Here's producer Tyler Ditter with a story about losing a loved one during wartime just ahead of Memorial Day. For those who have fought and died in the U.S. Armed Forces, they leave with their families the weight of their sacrifice. Holly Higgins of Sun Prairie, Wisconsin, lost her son Daniel Johnson while he served in the Air Force in Afghanistan. Higgins talks about dealing with her loss with her other son, Eric Johnson, a specialist in the U.S. Army National Guard. They shared their experience as part of StoryCorps' Military Voices Initiative, which is made possible by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. My name is Eric Johnson. I am 30 years old. I am in Sun Prairie, Wisconsin. I am here with my mother, Holly Higgins. Holly Higgins. I'm 64 years old here in Sun Prairie, Wisconsin with my son, Eric. 
what triggered you to want to go into the service to begin with? One of my older brothers out of four, Dan, was in the Air Force and he had been for two, maybe three years. He joined when I was still in high school. And I remember seeing a change in him uh, in the way that he treated me as an older brother. I could tell that the military definitely impacted the way that, that he treated others. And I, I kind of wanted that for myself. In the transition of me making the decision to actually join, we found out that Dan was killed overseas. It wasn't an easy decision, but I think through his sacrifice, he still convinced me that what he stood for in regards to uh, freedom and, and wanting to help others in the world, that it was worth it. You know, it took me back. you hearing you talking about it makes me think back to when he first told me he was going to go into the Air Force and how um, I cried for many weeks. I was more afraid of of him being hurt emotionally by war and combat. I, I didn't let myself even think that he could be physically or that he would die. And I remember him saying to me, you know, mom, I'm going over there to save lives, not to take them. I don't even know how to put it, but I think knowing how important everything had become to you with, with what you were doing as an adult in your life, I, I was, impressed with your courage, with your ability to choose to do what was right for you. And it was impressive. Um, I'll always be afraid <laughs> for you and your other brothers. You know, I mean, before Dan's death, I didn't think anything would ever happen to you guys. I just didn't think it could be possible. It would, wasn't going to happen to us, you know. Now I know that it can. And so there'll always be that. But I don't let that affect what I say to you are my trust and belief and hopes and, and pride in the choices that you make. I think you probably know about the, the mug he gave me and what that's come to represent for me with the poppies on it. Yeah. It's brought my spirit the ability to accept that this was Dan's destiny. But he found that mug in Scotland when he was 16 and brought it home for me. And at that point, no military discussion had ever been brought up. I, at the time, I didn't even notice that they were poppies. And he didn't know any, I don't think he knew what that would even mean. And it wasn't until seven years after he was killed that I realized those were poppies on that mug. And knowing that poppies represent the death on the battlefield has brought me just a, a peace in my soul. I mean, I'll never not be brokenhearted and wounded over Dan's death. I'll never not miss him, and, and I'll never feel like it was okay it, it, that it happened. But I know in my spirit that somehow he, he, it was his destiny. It was his path. That was Holly Higgins and Eric Johnson of Sun Prairie, Wisconsin. They shared their experience as part of StoryCorps' Military Voices Initiative, which is made possible by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Wisconsin Life is a co-production of Wisconsin Public Radio and PBS Wisconsin in partnership with Wisconsin Humanities. Additional support comes from Lowell and Mary Peterson of Appleton. I'm Tyler Ditter. And that'll do it. Thanks for joining us for Wisconsin Today. I'm your host, Alex Crow. Our producers are John Davis and Bridget Bowden. 
can catch us wherever you get your podcasts every weekday morning. Of course, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and review. Have a great holiday weekend. We'll talk to you again on Monday.